welcome back to Side Peace Show. You guys, I apologize once again. I sound like a dirty phone sex operator. One in which you will immediately call and demand a refund from. A few weeks ago, I sounded like this because I was sick with the kids. But now I sound like a dirty phone sex operator that nobody ever wants to call and pay money to talk with because over the weekend, we went to the Cleveland Browns versus Chargers football game. Let me tell you, there's nothing I love more other than my Bravo and my whole family, you know that stuff, and stripped. There's nothing in the world I love more than sports. Played sports my whole life. I'm a diehard Ohio State Buckeyes fan, a diehard Cleveland Browns fan, being from Ohio. And the Browns were actually out here playing the Chargers, which like never happens. So my sweet, sweet husband, the best, scored us some box seats from his company, which were like so dope. But not only that, he actually got us field passes. Like you're on the field so close to the players, you can almost taste their sweat, which, yes, I tried many a times to do, and then my ass got booted off the field. But that's a completely different story and so not important, like a little detail. So, you know, we're in the box. Free booze, which anything that's free 99 always tastes better. So I am enjoying it. I'm maniac free. I have my mom and my stepdad with us. And I meet up with like four people from high school that I literally haven't seen since high school. It was just a combination of everything awesome. So then Josh is like my husband. He's like, oh, I need to go down a couple boxes to see one of my clients. Okay, cool. You know, I have my Ohio State Buckeyes mask. I'm decked out head to toe in Browns gear. I'm a few drinks deep. We walk in. And um, hello, who is sitting there watching the game? But LeBron freaking James. Like the king, LeBron freaking James. Hello. This Ohio girl saw LeBron playing in high school. Like that's how long I've been a fan. It, it was so dope. My husband actually represents his production company. So that's why he was there. But... To see LeBron up close, personal. I wish I would have had a little few drinks so I could appreciate it a little more. But needless to say, best day, awesome day. And this is why I sound like a dirty phone sex operator. I'm sorry if you want a refund. I love you. And now though, it is time for more important things like my side stealers of the week. Okay, you guys. For like the second time inside peace history ever, we have all three side stealers from one show. Are you ready? Get ready. The superstars, all three from one show, and it's from Salt Lake City. And they are the husbands. So the husbands, Justin, John, Seth, and Coach Shaw, they get together for a guy's night, which... I don't ever think we've even seen that on like any of the seasons yet with Salt Lake City. So my number three side stealer husband is Justin, Whitney's husband, admitting, yes, he actually does jump on Whitney's pole every now and then, but only on special occasions. 
I would really, really love to see what those special occasions are. And Justin swinging his ass on that pole. Number dose, husband side stealer. Actually, it's all of them collectively, when they go around high-fiving and cheering each other on for the fact that they are all still actually married, (laughs) that was dope. You guys, we're still married to our crazy wives. Woo, shots for everybody. Okay, they sounded a lot better than I did doing that. And my number one, Sides Stealer Husband of the Week. Yes, it is our very own side piece superstar, Seth Marks, with the comment so far of the season. Seth says, My deal with Meredith is I can have sex with her anytime I want, as long as I don't wake her up. Oh, oh, how did he A, know my husband's philosophy, and two, how I love me some Seth Marks. And that wraps up my Side Stealers of the Week. But what else is hot and happening in Bravo world? Food is flying. I'm not sure which I love more. The lettuce flying on Potomac or the cheese plates being thrown on Jersey. Either way, thank you, ladies. I'm just very happy to know my four and two and a half year old aren't the only children that are having food fights. And Beverly Hills, holy crap, the drama continues to fly during the off season. So Camille is popping up saying that Kyle is actually the one years ago to talk about Erica and Tom's McShadiness. And then Lisa Vanderpump, the LVP, chimes in saying the same thing. Both are saying that Kyle, aka the pretty mess's close friend, was actually the one spilling the beans. I mean, I'm sure they were very bougie, expensive Louis Vuitton beans, but still, I mean, the madness doesn't even stop and we still have yet to hit the reunion. But speaking of bougie and fancy schmancy stuff, so in the last episode, Dorit walks into the room with her kids. Her four-year-old daughter, Phoenix, asks, Mama, what are you wearing? Dorit says, it's Louis Vuitton. Do you like it? Phoenix, then, did I mention she's a four-year-old, says, um, yeah, well, but it's no Gucci. <sighs> Let me tell you, one million, quadrillion, bazillion percent certainty. I will never, ever, ever have that conversation with my children. Oh, and my girl, Kathy Hilton, talking about her little side project, you know, a spec house that she will sell eventually for a cool $52 million. You know, a little side project. Let me tell you, my little side projects are cleaning out my drawer of plastic bags full of plastic bags. But I am bougie, let me tell you. And that wraps up my side stealers and the hotness happening in Bravo world. You guys, have I told you? That I love you even more for sticking with me through this nastiness that my voice is right now. I love you. 
Thank you for listening, for all your awesome reviews, for all your comments. I love you subscribing and telling all your friends to subscribe and rate and review, all that fun stuff. So together we can celebrate all of the entertaining and deliciously tasty parts of Side Piece Show together. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. Thank you again, you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for your love and your support. And I will see you next Wednesday. My guest today, she can cause more waves and storms on the ocean than a freaking hurricane. And I couldn't love her more for it. Yes, you guys guessed it. The most fiercest redhead to ever hit the seas. From below deck, it's Riley Gerber. All right, you guys. My guest today. I'm so excited. I wrote her a poem. All right, are you ready? So she came onto the show like a ball of fire. If there's ever an issue, when in doubt, I would never, ever try her. Hardworking, fun, as feisty as her red hair. Never afraid to speak her mind. You will always, always know she is there. Enough of me running my lips. The one you've been waiting for from below deck ships. Yes, it is the one and only Riley Gerber. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what rhymes with fire? Running my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, my name is the only thing that comes up. (laughs) (laughs) Riley. Oh, my God. Hi. How are you? Dude, I'm honestly like I freaking from gecko, like the second you freaking stepped on that freaking ship on season six, I was like, this girl is badass. And then <laughs> I just had Colin and Bobby on and Colin's like, yo, Riley's my girl. Like, what are you doing? You have to have her. I can't even hear it. I can't even hear it. Is it loud? You guys, please, Riley, tell Please say what's going on because it's so amazing. She's just like the most annoying woodpecker that I've ever come across. <laughs> it's like every day this thing legitimately shows up at the perfect time to just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even understand like if he's building a house into this house. I don't understand what he's doing. You guys. It's just, it's, just, it's I don't know. I'm, it's, I'm new to Big Bear, California. So you're, you're Big Bear. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I have a, a ton of questions to ask you about the show yeah. and stuff, but like where, what is going on with you right now? I've been seeing a lot of cool shit going on. I mean, but- I wish I knew how to answer that exactly. I've just been traveling a lot, which I always do. I mean, that's not really out of the norm. What's out of the norm is me sitting still for a little while, which is why I'm in Big Bear. A friend of mine offered up her cabin for me to kind of regroup and get some business ventures that I have started in line um, just because it's harder to do that while you're off gallivanting around but yeah I mean I I I mean I I was working on a ranch for the better part of this last year just because I didn't go back to Alaska um you know with all the COVID having affected tourism the year prior decided to do a different route so took a ranch manager position on a regenerative bison ranch in Montana and then uh and still, like I said, I've been trying to focus a little bit more on some of the, the business ventures I have going on, which 
should have already been well into fruition, but. <laughs> Dude, I love that you're like, I go from Alaska and like hauling these big ass fish and like being a boss bitch of a boat. And now you're on a bison ranch. Yeah. That, what in the hell even made you do want to do that? Well, I'm no longer with the ranch, but the owners at the time, they were reaching out to me about the possibility of doing a show with them, which I was happy to be a part of. The, the show itself, unfortunately, kind of got uh, derailed just because of certain production companies that were in play. Yeah. Um, and then this is horrible, but and it sounds like such a horrible excuse, but I ended up having to put my dog down oh, and that wow. generated like a whirlwind of emotions within me. And then just a lot of strain with what was going on at the ranch. And so I decided to take some time to regroup from that. And it's led me here and <laughs> like, with your woodpecker. With a <laughs> Maybe your dog is coming through. No, Dolce, Dolce was never, oh, there he just flew away. Okay. Dolce would never be that annoying. <laughs> See? He knew Dolce's like, okay, I need to stop this shit. I'm out. Um, by the way, I'm sorry to yeah. about, the, about your dog. That's horrible. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. She, I mean, she had a really good life. So, so you're in big bear and you're working. Is there anything that you can tell me that you're working on? Oh yeah. I mean, I, um, I still, so I, my business things that I do just cause I have my own LLC, which is the life of Riley. There's it, and it's like an umbrella for a couple different things that I've been working on. And it's so funny because the stuff that I work on is really like at my leisure, <laughs> which is the Amazing. best that I can hope for. Yeah. So a lot of it that's really been accidentally profitable is a jewelry line that for whatever reason. And I know, well, I know it's because of the following that's been generated from the show. But um, a lot of people love buying my dead animal <laughs> jewelry <Wow>. pieces. <laughs> So, like I, I mean, I myself would not pay money for what I make, but people do. So I'm really appreciative of that. It's become so much of a, a like a, actually, it's become like two huge boxes um, of materials that I have that um, started off very small, and now it takes me actually stopping and not just being in the van to create the pieces and ship them off. So being here in Big Bear helps me catch up on those orders. I was kind of two months shy of a couple of them being sent out. And then I have a, a clothing line that I haven't really told anybody about yet. What? So, yeah, yeah. What are you um, doing? <laughs> I am working on, it's with this company that's overseas. I'm working on a sustainable clothing line. It's all recycled fabric from like Adidas and Athletica. And it's uh, basically... I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not, I don't have the same style as most people. I'm sure people realize that on the show, but I am always out in the woods. I'm always out, outside anyway. And so it's a lot of like, quote unquote, athleisure wear. So yeah. So Are I'm you kidding? I'm actually supposed to be getting the fabric board this week, which will be good because then I can kind of put to which piece I want what, you know, it's, it's very, it's more involved than I really thought it would be to. That is so. So by the way, it's funny that you say that. I think I told you I'm literally, I can't believe that you are saying this because I'm literally, I needed to find something red. I'm wearing a sports bra. So talk oh, about okay. like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm actually, I'm wearing, I was freezing cold because this cabin does not 
have a heater. It has a little fireplace and nor, and I prefer to be cold, but I'm burning up right now. Just because I've been running around. <laughs> Dude, take it off, baby. I, take take it off. It off. I, know that, I know that you probably wouldn't be shocked since I've done that. <laughs> I welcome it. Oh my God. Okay. Wait, are you still though in living like in a van? Okay. So that's really funny. I'm, I'm not the typical van lifer simply because I usually go from gig to gig. And when I do that or, or like I hadn't driven the van at all this last year, just because I was on the ranch, ranch, which is not good for a van. You have to, you know, you have to, it's not good for any vehicle. You really need to, to move it every now and then. And I didn't, so I had to get some work done to it because of that, but outfitted for living out of, but of course I love like a walk-in closet and a bathtub and you know normal normal square footage so when I can I'm like in a cabin in Big Bear or wherever bouncing around I don't really live in the van I I do I can I I do but um, I'm actually going to take it to Yosemite with a, a date this weekend. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was going to come up next too. Let's go. Yeah. I got on Bumble. (laughs) 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 Actually I've been on Bumble, but I don't really meet people just because there's not a great selection. And also I'm never in one spot for very long, but because I'm here, I was like, well, I might as well take advantage of it. And this surfer down your way, my opening to him, which I hate having to be the one that's like, the, as much as I, as much as I am aggressive, I hate being the aggressor when it comes to like dating. Totally. And so I, I said, you know, it's, it's my experience that uh, surfers are very passionate. <laughs> you did not say that. I did. Was he? Wait a minute. I thought Bumble was the I want to bone you app. No, I think that's Tinder. Oh, got it. I mean, I would have tried to have gotten on Hinge, but the problem is, is I was kicked off of Hinge a while back because I had a hunting photo and somebody complained about me. And when um, when someone complained, because I think I said something, I don't, I probably told him to fuck off, vegan. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, don't, I don't why believe do you it. <laughs> and so if somebody on Hinge uh, complains about you, apparently it just takes that. Like, you're, there's no fighting it. There's no arguing. There's just, you're out. You're out. <laughs> Which is like probably that? very funny because considering my history with wanting to argue. With <laughs> <laughs> you, you were, you were just done before you even started. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't even get a chance to yell and point my finger. And <laughs> so you're like, whatever. You I get a I, taste I, of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I joined Bumble and then, uh, and yeah, so this guy, he, I've only been out with him once, but it was just the other day and we went hiking and it was great. And now we might actually he just text. I think we're going to Yosemite. Mm-hmm. This will be our, this will be our catch up later. Yeah. <laughs> about, you know what? It's funny because I was asking, okay, you know, I have the other day I had Colin sweet, sweet, like the sweetest guy in the very, place. like, how did you make them that sweet? Right. I know he's so, he is very sweet. Would you ever date him? Do you think I mean, Colin's probably the guy that you should date, you know, like he's just, he would be amazing. The best. By the way, this guy is, this is also the same guy who said he would never even kiss on a first date. So I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that at all. Actually, when we first hung out, he 
I, it was very upsetting because I don't, I don't know if you remember the, everybody has to remember this psycho crazy crystal, the last charter guest of season six with oh her. my yes. and, and then Ross ended up dating her and, you know, yes. despite the fact that she was married, I'll just throw that out there. I but, remember uh, this. Okay. Yeah. So we actually, Colin and I, the first time we ever hung out was when Crystal found her way into the Watch What Happens live show and was just uh, abhorrent. She was horrible. And then she treated me very poorly. And I refrained from even getting in her face, anything like that. And we were at a nightclub and uh, Colin was there and you know, saw that I was upset. And so he and I went back to the hotel and like for the rest of the night, he was just like so sweet and so supportive of me and like basically like coddling me. That's <laughs> such a Colin thing. I know. He's he tried to make a move and he, he didn't. Well, that's what I'm saying is like for him to say he wouldn't be able to kiss on the first date. I mean, he was very lovey, you know, like not, he was just very, I'm pretty sure he probably kissed my forehead just to make, you know, I was probably like, I mean, we were all drunk, but I was upset and he was lovely. Oh, he's so sweet. You know, what's amazing is that then I had Bobby on the other hand and Bobby's like, oh, oh bone on the first day. The absolute <laughs> opposite. Yeah. And it's so funny because I almost went to see Bobby and Kelly the weekend after I left Colin. So I was going to go fishing with Kelly on his boss's new boat amazing yeah Dude. so it would have been a very drastic change i'm sure people would have had like a you know whiplash when they're like what was he doing with colin and then the other now, two you and bobby no i no, but and but but bobby and i kissed briefly a couple of years ago when we ran into each other at a bar <laughs> so i do believe that he would kiss on the first date clearly i would kiss on the first day <laughs> would you bone on the first date uh i mean would I or have I? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love you so I much. Sometimes, I mean, you know, we're young and life is short. I don't know. I mean, I part of me really thinks that maybe I should take into consideration, like just letting the man chase me for a little while. But guys are so dumb. Sometimes, like you just have to spell shit out for them. And, and never. It, and I'm not patient enough. <laughs> and never, they are dummies for life. Trust yeah. me, I'm married. I'm learning all, that. No, they're all, I mean, oh my God. Okay. So do you, oh my God, I have so much. I have so many things I want to ask. <laughs> I freaking love you. Okay. Let me go to the show. Okay. Okay. Do you like, do you even like talking about the show anymore? I mean, the problem is, is it's not that I don't like it, but you know, what's really funny is before the show. I mean, I had a, a restaurant with my ex and every year I would go to Alaska and back. And it was crazy. Cause I'd get back to Florida where we had our restaurant in our life. And people would be like, Oh, tell me about Alaska. And I just felt like I was always saying this like scripted recap, you know? Right. Totally. And I was like, God, I'm more than that. Like talk to me about something else. Now it's like, talk to me about something other than below deck. And I'm just craving for someone to ask. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. But that being said, I get it. And also I'm not, I don't regret any part of it. Yeah. So. Do a lot of people still ask you about it? 
Yeah, I mean, there it's insane to realize how many people actually watch the show. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, we know we were given ratings and numbers and all that when we were when we were on air, but the it's every day. If I go out anywhere, and it's usually when I look my very worst, <laughs> like somebody's gonna be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I mean, obviously, the worst part—not the worst, but the most that you get recognized is at an airport. I've had like people you know that are like looking at you to see if they how they recognize you and I've had people say like I don't know, I've just been talking and they're like oh I recognize your voice and I was like really I wasn't even yelling at anybody <laughs> I didn't even swear yeah how did you, I'm sure I did swear but like even yesterday on uh the date we went and ate wings which I could eat wings every day and then uh I got a DM on Instagram was like I just pa- walked past you and you know in Big Bear and I was like you know, you could have said hello. And she's like, Oh, I already crossed the street before it registered. But like, there's so many people that like watch the show and haven't anybody that hates me approach me. I'm not a lot of haters. Do you you still get people like saying talking shit? Not as much of the like death threats anymore. (laughs) No, Riley. Well, I do. I mean, I'll get, I'll get death threats when I post like hunting or fishing photos. Oh, in regards to like the animals and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Which is so ridiculous. But even like, even the people that are hateful, it's so funny to me because, you know, I get it. Like I, I wasn't America's sweetheart. I didn't go on there and like speak kindly or react as I should have in all the situations I did. And, but the people that are hateful, it's, they're literally telling me in a very hateful manner, how much they hated me. And I'm like, so where the fuck's the difference? Like what makes you any fucking better than I am? Like, I don't, I, I feel like we could be friends instead of enemies. You know, like what's happening here? Let's make something out of this. Yeah. So, I mean, I still get some comments, but obviously they pretty much rear when there's reruns, which Bravo loves to air reruns. With you, especially. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, would you ever freaking go back? Of course, yeah. You what? Yeah. Okay. 100%. So through the beef, right? There's Ross, Ashton, Tanner, Brian. Ugh. Which one? Like, which is like the one that you're like, I would never do the show again if this person was on. You know what's funny? My first answer would have typically been Ashton but this is the first time that I've rethought that in that nanosecond of you asking me and it and honestly I think it's Tanner really yeah I'm so disgusted by him like I'm disgusted in his behavior as a human as a man as anybody that like he was so dumb and he was so moronic to like just follow the lead of these guys and then literally try to just be really hateful to me and I could care less if ever I had like I would never want to be in his presence ever with Ashton who would have been my first answer typically um I feel like he'd be on his very best behavior to not try to appear the way he he did you know like he he went out of his way to the thing is people don't know he was very much similar in season six it's just I was the villain in season six right right and his behavior wasn't that much different on season seven it's just that it aired more and it's funny to me because you know of course like 
his only remorse came about when he got all the hate online and it came down to the reunion show. But like, you know, people don't realize the timeline of events is when we shot the film, it was months, months later that we would actually do any of the after show interviews. Right. And even months later, he was still very much a disgusting person just being like, oh yeah, this is locker room talk or this is this or this is that. Or like, you know, this is who I am. And it was just, it was disgusting to see. So, but he was very um, tactful in how he tried to portray himself later. And I think he is that more so moving forward. I hear a lot about his social media and stuff. So I think he would be much better to work with the third time around. You did six and you were coming back because what Abby got, Abby left. Yeah. Did you know that Ashton was like running the whole deckhand? The, no, um, the deck yeah. crew? Yeah, actually I did know because I actually hadn't expected to be called back just because there was so much drama and, and Bravo loves drama. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I was a big part of that. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll get a call. It was like two days prior to when we would have had to be shipped out for filming. And Kate was even asking, she's like, are you sure you're not on it? And I was like, no, I, I swear. And, and anyway, like I had seen that Ashton was like posting. So I had already assumed. And then I think when they did finally call me, when Abby, like they were asking me if I'd be interested and because they had the feeling Abby was going to leave. And I was like, hell yeah, you know, I'm ready whenever. And then um, they were like, well, you know, Ashton's person. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. A lot of the haters online say that I have a problem with authority and male authority. I don't give a fuck who's in charge, just so long as they're not disrespectful and demeaning and, you know, taking, abusing their rank. First of all, why the fuck would you make someone who tried, who nearly lost his life falling overboard, boast in the next year? Like that thought process to me is really, like he clearly, yeah, it was a mistake, but I don't like, I don't understand why he would have been boasting the next year, but I, it doesn't intimidate me, whoever is going to be my boss. I'm still going to do my job and I'm going to do it very well. And there may or may not be clashing in there. You were the one that was right there. Yeah. It was people always like, Oh, some people say I froze. Well, I nearly jumped in after him. And it was so crazy. Cause in my head, I had never had an overboard situation before that you know, man overboard. And so obviously we've done these drills all my career and, you know, I knew step-by-step step what you're supposed to do. Well, in that situation, the only step that I could have followed that was by the book, like, here's how you react in a man overboard situation was say man overboard three times on the radio, which you did. Well, I said it once, but I was also like, get the life ring, like find a right. finally, And like, you, why the fuck does he need a life ring when he's attached to a line that's attached? to the phone? Seriously. <laughs> Yeah. And then I was like, I need to jump in after him, which I was trying to do that. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, you know, production doesn't want us getting in the room. You know, they're like $3,000 mics. We're not supposed to get those wet. And then also like, why would I do that? Then there's two people in danger and cutting the line. Like I didn't think to, well, I thought to cut the line, which was stupid because if there's tension on the line, then it would just snap back. But our cameraman was right there next to the cleat. And he ignored fourth wall. It was a life or death situation. And he was very quick to react and he saved Ashton's life or his foot even, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, it was just, I don't know, but it was so funny because the night before, which they don't show, I literally said to Ross, the way he had the tow line set up underneath these huge fenders for the yacht, right. it would have caused a, a hindrance because it would have, it was under, it was between the fender and the boat. 
where you had the toe line instead of on the outside of the fender, which is, you know, free of any encumbrances. And I was like, you're, it's going to cause a, you know, a hindrance. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. Go clean something or whatever. And then moments before, while I'm standing three feet away from the freaking line, Ashton tells me steer clear of the line while he's fucking standing right in it. So what in your right mind as an employer would be like, let's make that idiot bosun. <laughs> well, I mean, they brought him back because like the drop, you, like you said, it's a TV show. We want yeah. drama and this and that and the other. I mean, yeah. I think it went to his head quite a bit. I mean, he was very much like, oh, I'm going to do this the right way now and I'm going to do it, you know, and I'm going to be the best. And you know what? His ego got a hold of him and his drinking got a hold of him and, you know, his true colors came out. You know, I, I gather uh, from what I've been told and what I, what little I've seen, he's not, um, he's a changed person and I'm happy for him in that manner. But to this day, I've never gotten an apology from him about how he treated me on, on deck. Do you talk to anybody from like your own crew that you did season six and seven with? Yeah. Um, Ross reaches out every now and then on social. Um, of course I talked to Kate quite a bit. I talked to Courtney, um, less than we used to just cause of we both, you know, everybody has their lives right. going on, but, um, I ran into Tyler a couple of times recently. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Wait, I'm sorry. Back it up. Ran into, I don't think you just happened to be like, you it was, I swear. Yeah, because he's a he's a, a smoke jumper, right? And so I was driving the last the last three months I've been on the road, and so I was I took a girlfriend of mine out and helped her. I was basically her hype girl and helping her deal with her tour. She's a country music artist, and twice we were on the road where in his career he's sent wherever there's a fire, and yeah. we were all that we were from. Alaska to California to Nashville was our whole route via my van. So in that, you know, it's Wyoming and Colorado where I ran into, or no, no, I'm sorry, Utah and Colorado where I ran into Tyler. Do, okay. Did any, do we rekindle anything from the boat? I mean, what makes you think that I would do anything? On a scale from one to your full of shit, where are you on that <laughs> scale? Uh, I, I probably hold true to about, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I was on the, okay, prior to that nine months, I'd been on a ranch, like with just nothing but 200 bison in my, in my company. So no, uh, no form of socialization. So it was, it is what it is. Okay, so let me ask you the very important follow-up question. What's better, having sex on the boat or having sex where you guys are? I mean, there's no comfortable way you can do that on a boat, you know, with cameras everywhere and, and small bunks. So uh, my educated guess would be off the boat. You know what? This is another very, very important follow-up question. What? <laughs> is more difficult having sex in a little bunk on a boat or dealing with the madness of the men that you have oh to deal my with. God, I know. And you know, the thing, and actually Tyler and I had talked about this since, um, and long before we just recently ran into each other, but then again was, I was just like, you know, I had felt like I got to know the real Tyler 
when he first came on and he was very, you know, he was a van lifer and he loves traveling. He's from Washington and he was just very cool. And also a surfer. And, and I really do feel like surfers have a lot of passion for a lot of different things. And, and when, and in that sense, like, I mean, I think we all are passionate about something, but surfers for the most part, male or female, they're just very in tune to you know, appreciating what they have. Right. And I really felt like that was the Tyler that I got to know in the beginning. And then, you know, he, the brew crew got a hold of him. So, so when we were filming, it was horrible because everybody saw this boat manse happen. So anytime Tyler or myself, whether together or on our own, walked into a place with more than one other crew member, it was like, Hey, you know, how's Riley? How's Tyler? Doing? Like it was Kate one time, you know, keyed her mic right, to like right. ask him questions about me. And it was just so we could all hear it on the radio. So it was a very much a, a like a juvenile teasing situation, like a K-I-S-S-I-N-G type thing. It made it very difficult. So if things were different, would you have continued or wanted to continue something with him off the boat? I mean, depending, you know, he was like the person that I saw and nothing that I did on the show is fake. Right. I, I can't act to save my life. So if I liked a guy, like I liked Tyler that I, you know, willing to have slept with him on national TV, like I liked him. So I was, you know, had it continued on that path. Yeah. I would have definitely wanted to see something happen after, but you know, things happen for a reason and I'm, glad they didn't I mean there's a lot of things I, I tell him to this day I'm like you know I think he's a jerk for somebody to act that way towards somebody because of pressure or bullying or like you know like it's like the mean girls club like why would you do that right you know right. I'm gonna form my own opinion about somebody if I don't like you you'll know it and I'm not gonna have somebody tell me whether I should or shouldn't was there anything though across the board that you did from like a little smoochy smooch with Ross to like, that, did he take anything back? Me. He kissed <laughs> yeah. me and then okay. happened. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, obviously, I don't want to appear like I'm aggressive or angry all the time. And that's what a lot of people that don't understand the way editing works or the, you know, that I'm a real person outside of the show. I don't want to appear that way, but at the same time, you can't edit me to be a certain way that I'm not. I am mouthy. I am reactionary. I am fiery. Uh, that being said, like I have taken better steps to be more patient with how I respond to people. Um, I still am very much fuck it mentality and I don't give a shit if you like me or you don't, but I'm, I've, I've never, ever gone into a situation that's like, I'm going to make someone's life miserable now. I don't give, I don't care enough to do that. If the situation like being on deck for both seasons was like, it was, it was harder the second season. So I was like, I am going to go into this, you know, maybe toning it down a little bit and not appearing like I'm that, you know, angry all the time. But that really wasn't me. You know, I was very much affected and as angry as I can get, I'm also hurt, you know, a lot of times. I'm not a pretty sensitive person. <laughs> Sitting with woodpeckers. Come on. And murder that woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> just so everybody knows, I wouldn't murder them, let it be. I'd try to like maybe stuff it with jalapenos or something like that. Or make it a cool like necklace. I mean, you have mm. to, like, you know, hello. I don't know how legal that would be in California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm nervous about anything I do ship out of California just because I imagine they're much more um, stringent. <laughs> A little different than Alaska, I would probably say. Was there like anyone, you know, you had beef, right? I mean, you know, you got it because again, you speak your opinion, whatever you're on a male dominated, you know, all men on the, on the deck. Was there anyone that you walked in either season and you're like, Oh, I actually like this person. And then, you know, it went south like that. You really thought that you would be cool with or had a, a good relationship with. Well, actually I'd have to think about that for a second, but to do the opposite, like obviously I'd watched the show prior to being on it. And I thought very much I would hate Kate. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, besides our first encounter with each other, when I first got on after that, everything was really cool. And we're actually great friends. I mean, she's got a lot going on right now, but we used to talk, I mean, every week, you know, and, uh, and that's with us being on different parts of the continent. She's in right. Florida and I was in Alaska, but Um, I did think that Captain Lee, (laughs) I thought that, you know, watching, I was like, oh, he's just like this, you know, grandpa figure, like, he'd be great. Like, he's not gonna have an issue with me. I really don't have an issue with anyone, let alone older men. (laughs) But uh, obviously, we did not click well together and I really and I know now because after the second reunion he and his wife and I sat down for like four hours and I mean Kate was there and one of the makeup girls and a couple and Courtney was there and we were like just talking in the booth and I was like this is why I feel this way and this is why I don't understand this and and we just communicated which we didn't get to do while doing the show you know Lee's not around for like 90% of what happens. So all he yeah, saw yeah. was when the show aired, you know, the edited versions. Do I think that he knows how it works? So in my mind, I'd be like, you do know how it works. So how could you just say these things? And like, he would try to say some insulting things about me. Like, you know, this isn't a tugboat in Alaska when, you know, as an ins- that's not an insult at all, especially to any Alaskan woman who's worked her way out to become a captain is, you know, yeah, you're right. Like this is a tugboat where I'm like manually operating this small vessel in like crazy seas sometimes, you know, instead of hitting a fucking button in the wheelhouse to alert my engineers down below. So he and I, I thought I'd have a great rapport with him. And it obviously wasn't. It's crazy too, because how we saw on the reunion, him Mm -hmm. and Ashton, well, most of the guys, I mean, I feel like it was like you guys on the one side, it was like the teams, right? Mm -hmm. I think that he should be respected. I don't not respect Captain Lee. I do think that he likes popular opinion. Well, I should probably leave it at that. So who would be like, if you could come back, who would you like your top three? Like I have to have them on the boat with me. Um, I mean, of course, Colin, I love Colin. Um, Kate is just very witty. She knows what she's doing and she is a great ally. She was my ally you know, for season seven. So, um, I mean, I would, I know I would probably hook up with Kelly. Kelly. (laughs) Yes. I knew it. You Um, guys think you and Kelly have never nothing. No, we actually have never met in person. Um, we talk quite a bit, just friendly, you know, we're both into fishing, you know, um, he travels a lot, but no. (laughs) Kelly. Yeah. Kelly, one, who's one more that you would love to have? Who, if you, ha- okay, if you had to pick one from either one of the seasons that you were on, 
Not Kate. Oh, from the seasons that I was on? What's one that you would pick from one of the seasons that you were on? Not Kate. Not Kate. Who who was on my season? And not Courtney, because you said you and Courtney are cool. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say um Ryan. He's just good to look at. Remember you're really like, dude, he's hot. Yeah. He is hot. He is hot. He is crazy. He's, hot. Yeah, he's got a great Josiah, body. Wasn't Josiah with you? Yeah. No. Caroline um, only to maybe Caroline only to maybe like dim my <laughs> my redheaded fury, you know, because she would create quite the store. <laughs> You're like, you take it from me for a second. I need to rest. <laughs> yeah, like I'm okay with that. So that she can, I, I yeah, I need a moment. <laughs> I need a recharge. So can you handle um, it for me? Yeah. And Josiah, Josiah, he he and I got along great during filming. Not so much after he was very much like he's also a fan of popular opinion. Oh, really? Because aren't I you and Kate good friends? Um, well, I don't know about now, you know, because they have the galley talk in common. But I know that. Okay, I'm just gonna say it because I'm gonna say what the fuck I think. I think Josiah is a whore for TV. So, and do you think he and Kate have, have like clashed because of that? Oh, I know that they've clashed before. I don't know the full details of everything. I just remember, you know, from from things I've heard from both. And then also, like, I just, I think just, I mean, Josiah said some things about me on social media. Um, of course, like we've all said about other people. But, you know, when I confronted about him, he wasn't apologetic. And then also, uh, I just think he's very, very thirsty to remain in the spotlight. Huh. I didn't know all that. I'm probably going to get my, I'm probably going to, you know, who knows? What's I'm something else I like, don't know? I feel like I know this stuff. from like trying to find out and talk to Like people. if you look at his social, you'll see how thirsty he fucking is. What's oh, you want to know what I heard? You want to know what I heard? I'm going to yeah. say, I'm going to repeat yeah. something. I'm going to repeat something. I heard that it was something along the lines of like, he, an agency was going to represent him and they were like who do you want us to try to you know reach out to to get you like sponsorships and ambassadorships and all that and he literally said gucci and like fenty and like all these fucking things and i'm just like that fucking chance right now like calm down you know like just <laughs> you should actually send him tell him that you're starting your own line of of, of clothes <laughs> maybe that could be a sponsorship deal together I don't think I I don't think I want that <laughs> oh my what is one thing that like nobody like what we don't see because obviously I'm friends with Colin we're cool like I talk to him all the time I've talked to other below deck people what's one thing that like we just don't see or didn't see behind the scenes whether it was with you or somebody else or something that happened when you were on the show um, I'm going to talk about it now because I talked about it once actually when Colin had a podcast and I got reamed by legal from it. Yeah. Legal, legal told me not to talk about it anymore. I'm no longer in contract with Bravo. It's been two years since the show I was on the last show I was on, but, um, Captain Lee got very upset. I had fully expected them to show this. I was like, okay, great. You know, this is going to be something that's going to show the viewers why I do not have any respect for the males on this boat. And if you remember when I came in mid season, season seven, seven right? And I, and I announced this on Colin's podcast um, for the one and only time, but I'll say it again here. Uh, the uh, 
Captain Lee, I came in mid-charter. So I flew 30 hours to Thailand and then was given a day and then another day to jump right in. Or no, I wasn't even given a day. I, I had to be there the next day to jump into this halfway through charter and just work my ass off. Like I am expected and would and would do. One of the first three things that Captain Lee said to me by a greeting was that I was not going to get any part of that tip, that charter, because the boys have been doing all the heavy lifting. And I was like, so at the at that moment, I was like, okay, don't immediately get into an argument. <laughs> it was while I was in the wheelhouse, you know, my bag was just brought on and it was like, get to work, right? And so in my mind, I was like, this is bullshit. Like he's gonna change his mind come tip, you know, tip share. Because Lord knows I'm gonna work my ass off and I'm gonna do just as much heavy lifting if I can, if I'm allowed, as the boys would. And then we sit down at the tip table and it doesn't show it on the, on that episode. And he literally, he go, he says at the tip share, he's like, um, cause you know, he normally goes to each person and then he says, comes to me and he's like, Riley, we already discussed this. And he skips me over. Now this is while we're filming. So of course I was roommates with Kate and in that time I was talking to her about it, which none of that was shown. Cause you know, filming already decided they weren't going to show it you know this is exactly the fuck why i don't appreciate these people like why do i give a fuck what they think of me if they're going to literally think that little of me right and so what happened is as what october this was March, february and march and then october rolls around september october when filming airs and i see the episode prior where Tanner's out because he has a severe case of diarrhea into his cabin. And he's like, here's a full cut of tips, even though he sat out the whole fucking charter. And Tanner was like, oh, no, I can't accept this. And Lee says, I wouldn't have it any other way. Literally on fucking camera. Then it kind of so in that moment, I wasn't going to say anything prior. I was like, this is just or maybe I would have. But in that moment, I wasn't as heated about it um, during filming because I was like, this is how he runs the boat on it. When I'm on a boat in real life, you know, everybody gets equal tip share, unless you literally don't do the work, then I'll offer you something. But yeah, the best thing for you to do for respect for me is to decline it. If you didn't do shit, right. What Ashton ended up doing was he got him, Tanner and Brian to collectively give me a hundred dollars each. So I did get $300 from that trip. However, Tanner still got his full share of it minus a hundred dollars. And, you know, it was also $300 versus a day and a half of me busting ass. It was pretty insulting. And so had the sh charter prior and had he not done the same thing with Brian, when Brian was out and hurt his knee, had Captain Lee not been so free to offer it, I wouldn't have thought it was anything other than, you know, like, this is just how he handles his boat you know if you don't put in as much work or as full day's work then it is what it is but he very plainly in my eyes became the reason why misogyny was so prevalent on board do you think that lee didn't like you then from season six and that's why there was an issue coming into seven i think lee like i said before i think he values you know popular opinion that's crazy would yeah. you come back and work with him um, I would, because like I said, all, all since then, since that's happened, since I said what I said on Colin's podcast and it became this 
thing on Twitter, which greatly upset Captain Lee. I mean, he went so far as to like pull Colin aside during a, a shared event that they did and told him that they weren't going to discuss it. Legal called me to tell me to stop talking about it. And I was like, sure, no problem. You know, it's already out there. Since all that's happened, you know, the reunion happened. And I do wish Captain Lee would have been more receptive to the idea that the reason I was so hard to get along with on deck was because of how I was treated. Right. But he didn't acknowledge that on on the reunion. So viewers and fans don't know about the four hour conversation we had with with him and his wife present. Um, you know, I would go back to work for him now, but I would hope very much so that we both go into it with a a mutual respect of one another. Right. And I don't give a fuck who it is. If it was Kate, if it was a female, if it was Sandy that did the same thing, I would say the same thing. I don't, I don't care. Um, I just wish that people were not so fake. And when you're in television, I think it's easier for them to, to want to be fake. Listen, real quick. I'm, oh my God, Riley, I could stay here for like 10 more hours with you and do this. <laughs> Will you play a quick game and then I'll let you go? Yeah, I know yeah. you're busy. Okay. Are you ready? It is called Riley going overboard. I know. I'm so <laughs> clever here. This ain't real blonde, baby. All right. Well, it's calling overboard because I have to go with the boat, but also because I obviously have to take everything overboard. So <laughs> it's rapid fire. I'm going to okay. give you two options. You tell me which one that you choose. Okay. Who would you throw overboard? Caroline or Chandler? Oh, um, uh, Chandler. Chandler. Okay. Okay. Would you do a quick make out with Ashton? Or lots of makeouts with Tyler again. Uh, Tyler. Would you throw overboard Ross or Ashton? Ashton. Okay. Who would you throw overboard? Chef Adrian or Chef Kevin? Uh, Adrian. Throw overboard. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> I forgot that I worked with him. Yeah, he's so like yeah. Wait, oh God, he's an idiot. Wait, it's kumbaya for me. <laughs> did you guys, but you and Kevin, bond, I mean, you guys, you, you know, that was the whole scene where you and Kevin fought from the get Everybody's an idiot. <laughs> like Kevin was so fucking dumb. But I do think like Kevin came into this season that we were last on with a, a already formed opinion of me. And so, and it took him breaking down that exterior to form an opinion about me outside of it. And I, and he actually has apologized before and it was very sincere. So um, Adrian, I just think is that hippie kumbaya. That's like me, me and hippies don't mesh well together. (laughs) Okay. Okay. If you could save one then from going overboard, would it be Caroline or Ashton? Well, one of them's a very loose cannon. (laughs) So I, I would, I would say that. I would save Ashton. Oh, would you save Ashton or Tanner? Oh my God, Ashton. Whoa, you really yeah. don't like Tanner. I just don't think he's smart. Working on a boat again, would you pick Captain Lee or Captain Sandy? Um, I wouldn't mind trying to work for Captain Sandy just because I think she's, uh, she's very much in tune with trying to get everybody to progress in the, in the workforce. Yeah. Okay, and your final one, Riley. If outside of Tyler, if you had to do the do with one of the people that you were on the season with, either six or seven, who would it be? Brian. 
<laughs> oh my god he's very insecure you. the whole time though because like uh he's his body is just like beautiful I'm fire it is and the oh. tattoos add to it and just you know and then the accent Dude, I love it. <laughs> Riley, I freaking, I'm taking so much time. I can literally sit here for another 10 hours with you. We need to do this over drinks next time. Right. Riley, yeah. you're the freaking best. It was um, so nice to talk with you. I'm so excited. This was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.